Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, my beautiful Broadway friends. It's your Broadway buddy, Ben Cameron, and you are listening to Playbill Presents The Broadway Cast. The Broadway Cast is a weekly talk show that features unique conversations with Broadway's brightest. Additionally, The Broadway Cast gives a voice to fans all over the world like they've never had before. If you love The Broadway Cast as much as we love you, make sure you show us some of that love by going to iTunes and writing us a review. Go ahead, give us five stars. Give my regards to Broadway. A lullaby of Broadway. There's a kid in the middle of nowhere who's sitting there living for Tony performances, singing and flipping along with the Pippins and Wiggins and Kinkies, Matildas and Mormonses. So we might reassure that kid and do something to spur that kid. Because I promise you, all of us up here tonight, we were that kid and now we're big. Well, hello, my beautiful Broadway friends. It's your Broadway buddy, Ben Cameron, and you are listening to a very, very special edition of Playville Presents, the Broadway cast. It is special because instead of being in our studio, as per usual, we are recording live at the NAB Show. What's the NAB Show, you might be asking yourself? It is the National Association of Broadcasters. So, we felt it very appropriate today, since we're talking about all things broadcasting and, of course, all things Broadway, to bring on a panel of incredible Broadway influencers who all have their own shows as well. And we're going to start here to my immediate right. We're thrilled to have her. She runs Fit for Broadway. This is Jane Jordan, everyone. Thank you, thank you. So glad you're here. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, And I'm fascinated by what you do. Jane, because I I know the podcast is is happening, but I see so very much more than that. Tell me a little bit more about what happens with Fit for Broadway. I see the t-shirts. I see the lunges in Central Park. Uh, Yes. (laughs) So Fit for Broadway started first and foremost as a blog and really as a passion and research project. I came to New York to pursue musical theater and Mm -hmm. wanted to know how musical theater, Broadway, people do what they do. And I was really interested in more of the lifestyle style of things. Um, I wanted to know more about the people than the show, to be honest. So um, started as a blog. Because they're the most fascinating kinds of 
other people. They're so fascinating. Because let's be honest, they're all a little crazy. <laughs> yes. Um, so we focus primarily on lifestyle, uh, specifically fitness and health, and uh -huh. how they do what they do to do their eight show weeks. Um, it started as a blog, has evolved into a lot more. Um, yeah. After about a year of doing the blog just for fun, um, I transitioned completely and um, just gave it my all. It's we, it's evolved into a community and a lifestyle. Uh, we have clubs which are really fun the lunches you mentioned in central park <laughs> yeah and um yeah the podcast is a, an amazing project that is brand new to us um it's the first time that i'm working with a team i'm partnering with um my best friend cassie silva and justin ramos um both dear friends who are helping me create this amazing space to share a narrative in a new way for the broadway community i love that and how fit does one have to be to be chosen to be fit for Broadway. So, fit is I a know, loose... I know, we just got, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the panel just went, God, I hope it's me. Oh. I, I really try and um, broaden fit to mean a lot of things. So um, it's really more about just becoming the best version of yourself, whatever that means for you. So it could be anything from, um, you know, having a passion for meditation or actual fitness, or it could be, you know, that you just have time to yourself every day or, or community. Uh, that's a big part of our brand. So it's, it's really just whatever it is to help you be the best version of yourself. That is fit for Broadway. Great. 12 visits to schmackeries a day. <laughs> I am lots in of cookies. Lots of cookies. Okay, so yeah. that's the secret. That yes. keeps me fit, at least mentally. <laughs> uh, let's meet our next panelist, who is, uh, dare I say, a podcasting god in the theater oh. in the theater community. You know him from the Theater People podcast, most recently Broadway Backstory. Patrick Hines is here. Hello, sir. So happy to have Hi. you. Hi, thank you. I'm so happy to talk to you. Yeah. I can't believe we've never met before. We were talking about that. There, there seems to be no way that we wouldn't have done this before. I blame Kate Pazakis for everything. I, I do, too. Yeah. So yeah. I hold her accountable. Uh, you know, we were in L.A. when we were first talking about uh, creating this, uh -huh. and we went to Rockwell, and uh -huh. Kate Pazakis wasn't there. Oh, really? So we'd like to take this time to officially parade Kate Pazakis on I the show. I blew Danny's mind because I went to high school with Kate Pazakis. Oh, you did? Yeah, we grew up together. Has that belt always been there? Always, always. Uh, I mean, legendary. She did. We did Leader of the Pack when she was a senior in high school, and she uh -huh. sang some Ellie Greenwich like you have never heard. Tell me a little bit about the transition into creating, going from the Theater People podcast into to now Broadway Backstory, Broadway Backstory. yeah, which so, has been massive. Yeah, well, we it was. I had this idea a long time ago. I realized like I, I obsess over certain shows for theater people. Uh -huh. So theater people is like a one-on-one -on -one interview format. And I, I found that I had become really obsessed with In the Heights and I had interviewed like every single person involved with the show. Uh -huh. And I was like, God, if I had any talent, I would like put this together and like make a documentary out of all the epi like the interviews that I had. Yeah. And then, um, I, you know, I started working with uh, a sponsor, a company called Today Ticks, and we, we love them. Love them. And they, they really got behind that idea. And so they sort of helped fund making this podcast. And all of a sudden I was like, well, now I have to do this and I have to figure out how to do this. And, you know, really what I did was I, we got ambitious. We decided we were going to do eight episodes and seven shows. So one episode, one show would have two episodes. Okay. Um, and we actually did that for In the Heights for the first season. And I listened to a lot of documentary style podcasts. I sort of like picked what I liked and figured out how to do it. Uh -huh. uh, and then I just started. And so we did eight episodes the first season. It was like really gangbusters. And so now we're back for the second season. And it's been, you know, it's like, it's like with anything, like any creative project, every episode gets better and better and better. For you know? sure. Yeah. yeah. Backstories have we gotten this season? 
This is exciting. Yeah, the first two episodes were Hamilton. Pause for Hamilton, everybody. <laughs> we can applaud anytime anyone says Hamilton. Hamilton. It's required by Broadway law. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then we did, so we did Hamilton for the first two episodes. Great Comet, we're doing The Light in the Piazza, Kinky Boots, Come From Away. Bring It On. Bring It On. And something else. I can't remember. Jillian Pensavalli, ladies and Let's Let's turn to Jillian Pensavalli, uh, everyone. My favorite. Welcome. My favorite. <laughs> No, thank you for remembering my life. <laughs> so, listen, if we all had a Jillian Pensavale to keep us on track, I wish I did. Can I have one to keep uh, myself on yeah. track? <laughs> I need somebody to tell me how I feel about things and where I am most oh. of the time. You're great. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so reassuring. Yeah. Um, You're so doing great. Thank you very much. Jillian is the force behind the Hamill cast. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, um, tell us who you've been able to talk to on the Hamilcast. Well, first this gets people excited. <laughs> first, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm very here. excited about this. This um, is such a. F- I'm so interested to have all of you guys here with me. This is such a fun. Yeah, treat. this is very exciting. Um, well, most recently, I had someone. Let me see if I get getting his name right. Mm. Lin Manuel Miranda came that over to my apartment. <laughs> Wait, okay. And <laughs> we on. had day drinks. There's more story than that. How did that happen? He me- he uh, messaged me on Twitter. And said that he was a fan of the show. I swear to God, this is really yeah. It's amazing to me that a spiritual, ghostly entity can be picked up by these this <laughs> equipment. Um, yeah, I started the podcast. I started the podcast in January of 2016, not knowing anything about podcasting. I uh-huh. came from video editing, so I figured How I can edit. Can editing yeah. is editing, right? No. Um, <laughs> so I started it. I recorded the first two episodes on a camcorder microphone because I had no equipment and I just was really, really, really excited to get it out there. Uh-huh. Didn't really edit it. So what Patrick was saying, just the growth of, of the quality of the podcast and using music and other things like that has really grown. But yeah, um, in May, Lynn followed the podcast on Twitter and said that he really enjoyed an episode with um, Shockwave, who is a very amazing beatboxer and one of Lynn's very good friends. And then by August, he sent me a message and said, I really loved your Mandy Gonzalez episode. Um, Let's talk in September. She's great. He said, let's talk in September. And I was like, so when what? you fainted, when you <laughs> got yeah. this, how long were you out? How long were you unconscious? You did something you had to like steady yourself. I did. I stood up <laughs> and my husband was there. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And he goes, what? And I said, Lynn. And he goes, what? And I said, Lynn just messaged me. He wants to come over. And I stood <laughs> up. I needed to ground myself. I stood up. I was sitting and I like walked over slowly like, like those videos of dogs and cats wearing like mittens. Uh-huh. I like, didn't know. I was like, am I going to fall over? Is the ground safe beneath yeah, me? Yeah, that's all I wasn't sure. Perfection. Yeah, she's just utter Stop perfection. It. And I, there was a chair and I just sort of leaned on it and did like a weird stretch. I don't know. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. Christopher guest directed this moment. Uh, it, it was clearly, it was, very yeah. clearly. Yeah. It was crazy. It's a Catherine O'Hara yeah. right. character study. And then at one point I realized, oh, breathing. Right. You go in. You and must. Then, right, right. You got to do that. Yeah. And then I messaged him back. Super cool. Um, yeah, I, no, hold on. I'm, I'm super. How, how do you compose that tweet? I'm sure that was like, type, type, type. No, no, no. Type, yeah. type, type. That's never going to do. A hundred percent. So when he had tweeted at the podcast, I did. It was a little more, you know, it was for public consumption. It was for the Twitter audience. There was a West Wing gif involved. But uh-huh. when it was this direct message, I just said, um, thank you very much. <laughs> Good start. I... September works for me. <laughs> I, 
said September I'm works. Available. Yeah. And then I said, because I record in my apartment, so I sort of threw in there. I call it the heat dome when we record in, uh, in the summer because you can't have any fans or air conditioning on. Ambient noise. Right. So I, I threw in there, we'll be out of the heat dome as a little kind of... Because, you know, if Mandy Gonzalez can come over and Javier Munoz, like, Lynn, you're, if you're doing the podcast, you're doing it right. Right. So I said, well, we should be out of the heat dome. Have a great rest of your vacation because he was taking this social media hiatus, which is was even more shocking that I got a message. Because I was like, I thought you weren't on Twitter. What's going on here? And then he I said. for you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right? Oh, man. And then um, I said, have, enjoy the rest of your vacation. And, and then I said, talk to you in September. And. Uh, the brainstorm about your custom cocktail begins in three, two, and that's it. And then I left it at that. And I wrote in my calendar, because I still have a little, like, date book. On September 12th, I wrote follow-up with LMM. <laughs> and on Labor Day. Regarding regard, yeah, cocktail. Just, yeah, and it was all scribbly, yeah. And on Labor Day, he, I just got a message from him that said, how's Thursday? <laughs> and you said, Thursday's fine. And yeah. I said... Yeah, exactly. I said, Thursday's great. I'll turn Tuesday into Thursday if that's what I have to do. <laughs> I said, Thursday's great. And then I said, here's my address. To just see. I'm just... Cause I didn't feel like a 13-year-old girl right now. It's insane. <laughs> so then he replies... Dear Lynn, my address is 15 West. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, can't, I keep waiting for him to say... Well, we'll meet somewhere where there are a lot of people and witnesses, and but he didn't. <laughs> and I just said, I said, Thursday's great. Uh, here's my address. And he said, how's one? And I said, I will see you on Thursday at one o'clock. And then I sent like a Leslie Nope dancing gif, and uh-huh. we were off and running. And he came over on Thursday, and he stayed for four hours, and we got it's drunk remarkable. in the middle of the afternoon, and it was fantastic. I think that's an important part of it, the drinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, wish, yeah. I yeah. wish uh, we're not drinking here. Nab, of course, we're very sophisticated. We wouldn't do that here <laughs> at the Javits Center. We'll do it immediately following the, <laughs> the podcast. Perfect. All right. Since I, t- I take it, it's safe to say that everybody here on this panel is a is a theater aficionado, naive, and a theater geek, and probably knows a lot about about musical theater history. Is that safe to say, my friends? Mm, you'd be surprised. Mm. Really? Yeah. yeah. And I'm hoping to be surprised very soon, oh, because no. here at Playbill Presents the Broadway Cast, we like to start off our show with a little bit of an icebreaker game. Oh, no. Oh. I'm excited. I'm so bad at this. I'm so bad at this. You would be amazed how our guests react to that. Some of them get really into it. James Wonder mm-hmm. Iglehart was like, bring it. I'll crush it. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's... And, uh, and others are like, oh, I didn't sign up for this. Okay. We're going to play a game called You Can't Stop the Beat. Yes. Oh, okay. And here's how it's going to go. I was in the shower today. You were? I was. <laughs> Do you know what, Patrick? Y- yes. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that you were getting squarely behind your ears. You guys, I was in Baltimore watching the movie with my daughter like yeah. two days ago. Right out of town. She oh like, couldn't gosh. get over it. She was obsessed. Were you guys screaming good morning, Baltimore? Yeah, of course. Obviously. Okay. Here we go. We have to start a beat. So oh. give me a clap. Hit. If you remember this from summer camp, it's going to be so easy. Now, here's the deal. If you're feeling musically inclined, oh, no. you can give me a double clap because everyone loves a double clap. Boom. Oh, this is such a good <laughs> beat. So here's what's going to happen. Without losing this beat, we're going to go round robin around the panel, and we're all going to suggest something under the category that I give you. Oh, oh this uh, is I, I'm oh, freaking geez. out. You're doing great. Look at this beat you're keeping. Look at that beat you were keeping. <laughs> It was very, it was very square for a hot second. What's the prize for when I win? A Tony. You, you, can you we get to go over. A friend? You get to go to Jillian's Do house and have a Hamilton cocktail. But I'm as nervous as when Lynn Manuel Miranda told me to freestyle in front of him after oh. he freestyled. Oh, like you think that's not going to happen today? Well, 
I can't do it. I'm you didn't so come scared. all the way to Javits Center not to give us some flow, baby. Oh, all right. Man. The category is rock musicals. Here we go. Rock of Ages. Good. Jesus Christ, we're sorry. Rent. Can On Your Feet count? You yeah. bet. Okay, great. Bonnie and Clyde. The, oh, Frank Wildhorn. Really? That Next was the other Broadway backstory I forgot. Next to Normal, right? Ooh. Oh. I want to say Phantom of the Opera because it's like opera rock. That's okay. Like that electric guitar. <laughs> okay, yeah, oh, that electric guitar. I feel that. Freaky Friday. Oh, new. Spring Awakening. Very good, yeah. Ooh. Do I fail? Oh, gosh. Mm. Uh, this is round one. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like the square up. Do I fail? <laughs> no. Did, did I fail? Did All right, I everyone, everyone wipe your brow. That was oh, very Jesus. strong. You were really good, Jillian Pensavalli. And I have to tell you, I did one. not see Freaky Friday coming. Well, you know what I was doing when she would, when she said, um, she said next to normal. I was like Tom Kit, Freaky, like it just. And then ah. see, I, this is why. Like, that's clever. Yeah, I had American Idiot on deck because I was thinking Michael Mayer. Which oh, is American yeah. Idiot. The Who's Tommy would have been a good yes, one. Yeah, my favorite musical of all time. Right. All right, find that beat, my friends. Here we go, round oh. two. Oh, oh boy, how it just many keeps rounds going? are we going? There's 17 rounds. Okay, great. <laughs> great. We're gonna do this for we're gonna do this for 45 minutes of the program. <laughs> Excellent. So really crack those knuckles. Okay. Get excited. Here we go, oh, man. Okay. Here we go. We're looking for oh, no. musicals that feature children. Oh, Matilda. Yes. Craig Gardens. Uh huh. Mary Poppins. Yes. Matilda again. Good. Yep. Susical. <laughs> Hamilton. Hamilton has kids? Uh, yeah. On your feet again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to spoil this for anybody for the Hamil. You'll tell them on the Hamil cast, but he dies. <laughs> He does. It I've seen it. It's I just forgot. Spoiler it. It is on the, spoiler spoiler. the cast for yeah. a little I hate to ruin Hamilton for everybody here today. But the, now the we have main to. guy dies too. But he dies in the end. So sad. Well, everybody ends up dying. Can you guys handle one more? Yeah. Oh, Jane. Do you want me to hold your hand? <laughs> I do. Like, <laughs> you a, a can just keep. worst nightmare, keep, to be honest. You're doing you. really well. Oh. I love the way that you threw Matilda in there twice. And we just let you go for it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's that's the, the kind of the London cast and the Broadway cast. Absolutely. Oh. How are we gonna clap holding hands? I'm, I'm excited to find out. Okay, great. <laughs> Also, oh, you guys. this is what we're going to do. Oh, we're going to do this? Yeah. I like that. Oh, gosh, you're so fit, though. Damn it. Oh. <laughs> I'm right. coordinated, uh, but, but games okay. and the... Here we no. go. All right. We're looking for classic musicals. Oh, boy. Oh. What does that mean? Anything oldsy-timesy. Oh, got it. You know, like yep. anything Rodgers and Hammerstein, Lerner and Lowe. Could you do, like, games at sea? Sure. Hello, Dolly. Good. Showboat. Mm. Can I say that again? Cinderella. Um, guys and dolls. Just say Matilda. Matilda. <laughs> Good. Carousel. Good. Damn Yankees. Yes. Matilda. Matilda. <laughs> um. Oh God. Uh. Can I say Light in the Piazza? You bet. Sure. Why not? Um. Crazy for you. Matilda. Matilda. Um. Showboat. Did we say that already? Uh, yeah. You said that already. That's a good place to stop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Jillian, you, you knocked it out of the park. <laughs> and we've learned that uh, you're I'm obsessed sweating. with Matilda. I'm sweating. Yeah. I'm sweating. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting a workout right now. Well, that's, and what, that's I feel what we're like. all hoping to get from you it's here. Appropriate. In fact, can we do that? Can you just give us a quick something before we dive sure, into it? Sure, just roll your neck oh. okay. side to side. Oh, yeah. that feels interesting with the with the with the earphones. Deep inhale. Okay. And an exhale. 
All right, no more games. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Can we, should we engage our cores? Yes, uh, absolutely. That's what I call sucking in. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> so speaking to the inner theater geek that we all certainly must be, um, let's start at the very beginning. It's a very oh. good place to start. <laughs> it sure is. See what I did there? Yes, I see. Yeah, okay. I want to know... Um, what your earliest memories are of, of seeing a musical or seeing something on a stage that you said, oh my God, I have to be a part of that. Tell me, Jane. So I have to start with the pre-story, which is that my mom and dad went to Toronto and my mom brought back the cast album of Phantom of the Opera. This was like maybe eight or nine. Which is a, a, a pop rock musical which and is a classic a pop rock musical, musical as well. <laughs> My favorite uh -huh. among others, Matilda. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so she brought back the cast album, and I remember this vivid memory of us sitting in my room, and she told me the whole story started to finish with the album. Yes. And Did I you have, like, the libretto that you yes. could kind of go yes, through? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, And I was just bawling by the end of it, like, this is love. This is, like, this is everything. Yeah. So then cut to, like, a year later, seeing the show, the touring um, in San Francisco, and it was just, like, that was my moment. Oh, forget about it. Forget, yeah. yeah. I yeah. just was like, this is love. This is everything I want. And it just completes me. And ever since, it's been my favorite musical. It's been my guiding light. There's a chandelier that falls. Yeah. What I mean, more do people on. want? Honestly. Yeah. Patrick? I mean, I guess I would say my the thing that like really turned me on to wanting to be in theater was when I was like a freshman or a sophomore in high school. Okay. I grew up on Cape Cod, and I got tickets to see the national tour of Tommy. And uh. I don't know even what made me want to see it, but I remember getting tickets and getting to the theater, the Wang Center in Boston, and somehow we our tickets were in the front row, and I guess uh. I didn't know that. And I was just completely shut down by it. Like I mean, that musical blow your hair right back yeah, in the front and row. It's one of those shows that, like, since then, I now know that I hate this when shows do this, when, like, the lights are still up, and there's, like, a, it starts, and it's so loud, and it just scares the hell out of you. <laughs> but I remember that happening, and just being jolted, and just, like, not, like, I had never heard music like that on stage before. Oh, yeah. And I just, be, I was obsessed. I was off and running with, like, my musical theater obsession, like, from that moment forward. And then and then the cast album collections began. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I was, I was a rock musical cast album collector. Okay. I was not, like, my husband was, like, wore out the Into the Woods VHS. I wasn't that kid. Oh, I, I, I like, could be your husband. Yeah. I know, I know. I, I, so many people have that. I, I mean, I remember back then I wanted to be an actor when I was like 16, but I, I wanted to do like TV. I didn't know anything. Uh -huh. And when I saw Tommy, I was like, I want to do musical theater, but I only want to do specific musicals. I want to do like musicals like Tommy. I want to do like rock musicals, you know? And so those were the albums that I bought. Like I remember buying like the Rent album and the uh -huh. Tommy album and like all those kinds of things that I was not a great student of the theater. <laughs> I just like liked what I liked, you know? Well, that's what it's, that's what it's all about, though. I mean, yeah. that's like what they, what they say about wine. You can buy a really expensive bottle of wine, but it's about what you yeah, like. Yeah, totally. You know? Jillian? Uh, a box of wine. There's That <laughs> works well. Do you well. a box of wine? Sure, yeah. yeah. That's usually the cheapest way to go if we're talking sure wine. Is, sure is, absolutely. And you know yeah. that black box wine has at least five gold medals. That's what they say. Yeah, <laughs> that's wow. great. That's what I've seen in my local... I'm sorry, we're, we're talking about musicals, right? Oh, yeah, got yeah, it. something got about it, that. Um, but wine and musicals go together pretty hand-in-hand, hand, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Yeah. I grew up in New York, so I, okay. my parents are awesome, and they had a lot of records of, of cast recordings. And so I remember, you know, I saw Les Mis and all these amazing shows, but I remember seeing Crazy For You. Ah. And my uncle is a musician, and he knew one of the the musicians and so we got to go on the stage and backstage and I was a kid and I thought it was the coolest effing thing ever and I thought it was so cool that I was like it's my Uncle John 
you know, someone. And it was, and they were so nice to me and so lovely. And it was just a cool way to like, wait, I was right, I was there, watching it, and it was so great. And now I'm on the stage, and you can see all the cool stuff, and it's such a different perspective. And for a kid, it's to a see wild that, vantage point when you stand on the stage and look out is, into the theater, it is. isn't it? It's not what you feel it might be the other way. Around. And for a kid to see that sort of, it, it was really, really awesome. And then I just was renting. I watched a lot of musicals every Friday. I, we rented a movie, and I rented Gypsy and Damn Yankees every <laughs> week. And my dad was like, <coughs> hmm, Gypsy again, huh? Right. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, West Side Story was a big one. Mm -hmm. I just, I grew up listening and watching it, even though I lived so, you know, I we went to the theater a lot, but yeah. it, there was a lot of watching the the movie versions of things for me as well i think mine if in going into the vhs world i think mine may have been little shop of horrors oh, yeah. over yeah, and yeah, over yeah, again yeah. Mm -hmm. the alarm goes off at seven <laughs> i was like what's that it yeah. turns out it was belting <laughs> <laughs> mine was newsies remember like the newsies movie oh, when it came course. out of oh. course i remember the newsies movie i remember it talking does. to andrew keenan bolger about this about how like yeah. when we were kids there wasn't much stuff there was like no, there the wasn't. newsies movie if you could get it and certainly oh. not live action right musicals. totally yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, the Newsies. I and like Hocus the Pocus. The huh. best. And, and Hocus, Hocus Pocus. Po yeah. It's Hocus Pocus o'clock. Well, it always it is. is. Absolutely. Day, but. So let's talk about early getting on the stage moments. I mean, I know you moved here to be an actress. Yes. So I got my undergraduate degree in vocal performance and wanted to be an opera singer. But Phantom of the Opera was sort of the fusion of everything that I loved, which was musical theater and then opera. And so uh -huh. that was sort of like the ideal route for me. So um, I graduated and started studying with someone new who sort of guided me back to musical theater after doing four years of straight opera. And um, oh, wow. the most memorable memory I have is um, performing in Italy with, with an opera program, which was, which was beautiful. And it was wow. this outdoor theater. It was great. That's, so where, uh, that's where they invented the opera, I'm pretty sure. Yes. That's where it yes. happened, outdoor yes, yes, in yes. Italy. <laughs> that's very, very cool. Patrick? I was, I mean, I, I did like community theater and stuff when I was growing up. Uh, then that's what I love. Yeah. Give me, give I mean, me, your, give me your plum rolls, baby uh, case. I, I was Ralph Herdman in um, uh, the best Christmas pageant ever. Of course yeah. you were. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I, I, think <laughs> I did that one in a little community theater in the round. My yeah. biggest thing ever was I went to a summer theater program called Walnut Hill, which I oh was yeah. like my best summer of my life. And Philadelphia? Is that? Uh, no, in, Mass in Natick, Massachusetts. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're very similar. Yeah, um, yeah. Eastern Seaboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I played Perone and Evita that summer, <gasps> the gayest Perone you've ever seen. <laughs> just like trying so hard to just be to into her. Just to clarify for our listeners, are we talking Perone? Or are we talking Ava Perone? Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I wished I was Ava Perone. I could have nailed <laughs> Ava. You're like Perone, I played like, him yeah. as if he was Ava. Right. It was terrible. And then I remember, like in high school, for my senior musical, we did Bye Bye Birdie, oh. and I really wanted to be Albert because I was going to be a great actor. And for I sure. was cast as the dad, and I threatened to quit the play. <gasps> wow. And the kid who was cast as Albert was like, "You can just do it." And I was like, "No, I didn't earn it." And so I did the dad. <laughs> You're like, I'd rather be mean to oh you about this. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Know. Better. I know. And then I went to college and I just really quickly learned that I was just terrible at it. <laughs> uh, but I loved theater people, so I did my best to sort of like stay involved. Yeah. Really doing what I do now. Like when I get to do things like this and talk, like this is when I get to be like authentic and feel like I'm on stage and have something like real to contribute. Yeah. In a way that when I was like trying to, like it was so great to do theater and be around theater people and sort of be unabashedly flamey Perone, you know, <laughs> that was yeah. like freeing, but didn't feel like I could really contribute like anything real in the way that I do now. So 
But I loved my community theater and my high school theater. I, I often say it's never quite as fun. The second you have to rely on theater for a paycheck, somehow, yeah. deep down, a little bit of the joy dies, doesn't <laughs> it? Just a little bit, because you have to depend on it. Yeah. Right. Jillian? Well, I did all the plays in ca- at camp and school. I did. I was Lily St. Regis and Annie at oh. camp production. Oh. Yes. It was so awesome. You could see my brown hair under the blonde wig. It was perfect. Oh. <laughs> I bet it was a high camp perfect. production. Uh, I, listen, <laughs> um, I, love, I love a good wig mishap. I'm not going to lie to you. It was There's hilarious. nothing quite as fun as somebody's wig falling right off their head in the middle of a program. Yeah, it, it just really wasn't put on Take well. away your suspension of disbelief. <laughs> They were like, like, just put oh. your hair up and then put a wig on it. And I'm like, I feel like this is Their scalp not how has been goes. removed. How strange. <laughs> and yeah, I just did everything that was around camp and school. And then um, I just did a lot of on-camera stuff, on-camera hosting and some commercials. And my husband and I have a web series called The Residuals that we did from the ground up. So it's more that I just sort of enjoyed theater from afar, I guess. Yeah. In a way, I wasn't... I'm. I mean, I am a triple threat, obviously, but I, just, I chose I chose not to that. Much seems very that. clear. You have great rhythm and encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge. It's very, very clear to me. Well, obviously. Well, let's stay with you, Jillian. Talk sure. about about building a brand here and 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 coming to building this Hamilcast, which has become so so popular. Well, I just. Did it, and I'm not saying that in a flippant way. I had an idea. <laughs> you, like, if, I'm if not you can't see her, she's smoking a cigarette right now. <laughs> she says that. She's like, just, I just did it. Yeah. Psh, ash, ash. Yeah. No, I just I had the idea for it on Tuesday, and by Saturday, the first episode was out, and it was just something I wanted to do. I felt this drive and this passion, and I didn't know what to do. And that's sort of what I do with a lot of creative things. I have uh-huh. this idea whether I know how to do it or not, and then I jump into the deep end and I tread water until I figure it out. And that's uh-huh. exactly what I did with this. And I ideally, you know, I would have cast members and people involved in the show. And if I didn't have anything to say about Hamilton, which never happened, um, <laughs> I would, would I, t- I gave myself this responsibility to explain a chapter from Ron Chernow's biography uh-huh. that I annoyingly called Chirpters, like trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> And I call them the Chirpters. Oh, no, Chirpters is happening. (laughs) I'm going to go have some cheese fries. Chirpters is happening. Yes, right? Thank you. Is butter a carb? Anyway, I... Oh, gosh. Mean Girls is coming to Broadway. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. And, yeah, I just... I I dove in, and I'm not done with the Chirpters. I promise I will. But cool people have come over. It's really big. And my brain does not work that way at all to understand that and to explain it to my listeners. I want to know what I'm talking about. So it takes a long time to prep those those episodes. So now, did this really all kind of stem from from a passion for Hamilton? Well, like, I had not seen the show when, when I started, started this podcast. It. Yeah. I'm a crazy person. Good for you. You're like, it's the Hamilcast. I should watch it someday. How many times <laughs> have you seen it now? Seven. Um, oh, yeah. Seven times? Yeah. It's amazing. The only other people who have seen Hamilton are Beyonce and Barack Obama. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Well, <laughs> so we, t- we discuss it at the meetings. Uh, you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When the three of you have the cocktail in the... Sure. In the, yeah. Boxed wine. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yes. Of course. <laughs> then we've moved on to Franzia for that one, though. <laughs> yes. It's totally. a Franzia moment. Totally. So you hadn't seen the show before no, you... No, I had heard it. I had listened to it because the album had come out on NPR, and uh, my best friend Ashley said, you have to listen to this thing, and I listened to it, and then the next day, oh my god, the next day I bought, like, new headphones, because I thought, if I'm going to be listening to this every day, I have, these headphones are terrible, I need new headphones, so then that was Uh October, and by January, 
I decided to do this you, thing. You, you had a cast. Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. If you had to choose a favorite moment, favorite song from Hamilton. Yorktown. How does that go again? The world turned upside. Well, I can't do the Her- I can't do the Hercules Mulligan rap, which is arguably my favorite part. Because yeah. I mean, I can do it, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I hear there's cursing and with the ruffians. Yeah. that's we my in the shit now. Somebody's got to shovel it. I mean, come on, it's the best. You can York swear as long best. as it's in a Hamil- Hamilton context. It's not well, your well, fault. That's true. It's your buddy Lynn's fault. It is. I, if he would just leave me, it's like Lynn. Oh, don't you have no. anything, anything else to do? I know, I know. <laughs> He's writing Moana, and he's calling every five minutes. She's Louise. Mm. Talk to me about building building theater people. Um, it was a very similar thing. I mean, I I uh, you know, really what it was was I I used to listen to a podcast called Downstage Center. Okay. Um, Howard Sherman did it. It Uh was like the American Theater Wing, and it was just like Howard Sherman and somebody else interviewing these like big famous theater people. And I just I discovered podcasts at that time. It was probably 2010, 2011. And after like a year, this podcast just went away, and I just wanted it to keep existing. Uh, and like, and I didn't know anything about podcasting, and I just thought somebody would do it, and then nobody did. And I was like, well, really, I made it because I wanted it to exist. And I was like, I You're guess like, I have a box of Franzia. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, make exactly, something exactly. You. But I mean, back then, I didn't know what a podcast. I didn't know that a podcast was a sound file. I didn't know that it like you had to then figure out how to get on the internet. I literally didn't know anything about it. What did you it. think a podcast was? You thought it was like Lady Gaga entering <laughs> like, at the Music Awards instead of a pod. I didn't know what a sound file was. You know what I mean? Like if I had, if I like, I just didn't know anything like that. Uh, and so I just, you know, I didn't have really. I had one connection to the Broadway world. My friend Ellen was in Kinky Boots. Has been with it since the beginning. And Ellen Marie Marsh. Ellen Marie Marsh, of course, my best friend in the world. Shout and out. Yeah, and she, we, she was like, let me get you Annalie Ashford, and she got me Annalie Ashford for one of our first episodes. Who's a riot? I mean, mm-hmm. she's just the funniest, yeah. you know. And she's and a kook. Then we had a friend who knew Laura Osnes and was like, let me ask Laura if she'll do it. And I was like, she's never going to do it. And she totally did. Showed up in like a blizzard 15 minutes early. It was like the scariest moment of my life. I felt completely (laughs) unprepared, though I had done like literally eight (laughs) hours of research. Of research, but you're still trying to hide the wine box. Yeah, 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 exactly. And you know Laura Osnes is like the meanest person in the world. Just kidding. (laughs) She's like the sweetest person you've ever met. She really comes through in her performance in Cinderella. (laughs) She's just a, she's a monster. (laughs) Yeah, and so that's just what I did. Like I just, you know. She's not. No, she's not. She's, she's kind incredible. and lo- she's kind and lovely and got the best voice and prettiest face in the world. Okay. Yeah. She's perfect. She's um, perfect. I hate she her. Is. Second prettiest face. Second, <laughs> but obviously you know present, I mean? present company excluded, yeah. of course. So that's it. I mean, you know, it's like like this was the birth of like every episode getting better. It's like the first twenty episodes sound like garbage, and we you know sort of slowly started to figure out what we were doing. And you know, the thing about the Broadway community, which I didn't know then, is that they're very uh, these actors are very open and available and want to talk and want to mm-hmm. share their stories and want to encourage other people or at least talk about the things they did right and the things they wish they could have done differently and really share their experiences and so that was we just we kind of just did it you know and we're at like something like 140 episodes now that's crazy I know I know I know and then you know that of course led to Broadway backstory yeah and, and then I was in this weird situation where like it was professionally the only thing I loved doing and I got laid off from a job and I all of a sudden was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I need to find a job. And my husband was like insistent that you need I, to find a job. No. In fact, the opposite. You would think oh. I, I thought he was insistent that I figure out how to make a living making these podcasts and, uh, you know, agreed to like support us. Hold on. You can make a living when making a podcast. <laughs> the thing is, you Hold can. On. You can I'm, now. taking notes. Like a year ago, nine months ago, even when I first started, when I first was like, I'm going to try to make a living at this. I you, it was much harder. And now it's not as hard. Um, 
And so as far as like building a brand goes, I don't know that I've built a brand, but I definitely have built a job. I just wanted to make a job for myself. And that's what I did, you know? I mean, I'm not a millionaire, but like, you know, it's, it's worked. And it's, it's the first time in my life I've ever really enjoyed the work that I'm doing and that I get up every day and look forward to my work and love my work. I mean, I work seven days a week right now. Literally. I, yeah. yeah. And I've got a family. I've got a daughter that I can't get enough of. But, you know, it. I am making the sacrifice to make this stuff right now because I've never been happier. And Patrick, how many people in the world can say that? Can say they wake up every day going, I made this, I love this, I'm going to geek out about this. You know, let me say one more thing about that because I used, to th- I used to think that that was not a priority. I thought the priority was making money and, and be having like a sustainable life and uh, security, you know what I mean? Like feeling like really secure. And I... When people would say that you, sh- you have to love what you do, I thought that was a very privileged approach to life. Because a lot of people have to work and don't have the luxury of loving their work. They have to work, you know. Like, I'm a CPA and I love it. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever your job yeah. is. I mean, I was in hospitality for 15 years before I started doing this. Mm-hmm. And um, I was very lucky that I had a lot of support from my husband. But, you know, the, the major change in my outlook to the world, and I'm a better father, I'm a better partner, I'm a better, like, person on the planet i'm a nicer kinder person who actually stands up for pregnant ladies in the subway now you know <laughs> like not that i didn't before but it, there I, I cannot say enough how what a different person i am now that i actually love the work that i'm doing that's a beautiful thing yeah jane building a brand mm-hmm. A similar story to them. I mean, it started as a passion project and just something fun I was doing on the side and um, developed into a lot more um, over the course of the last three years. Uh, I was super interested, similar to how you were saying, podcasts, you know, the blogging space. And um, I was very interested in a lot of food and fitness blogs at the time um, and couldn't really find anything that was specific to the themes that I wanted to know about, which was Broadway fitness and health and how they kind of intertwined. And so started the blog and was originally just going to document my own journey about how I quote unquote was getting fit for Broadway. Um, And then I was doing a workshop with a woman by the name of Christine Bindle. She's been in Broadway. I love season. Christine Bindle. She's amazing. And she's quite fit. She's quite fit. Um, and she was a yogi. She, she meditates. She was vegan. I was like, you're kind of like the perfect example of like what I would imagine this thing to be. Mm-hmm. And so I interviewed her and um, it just brought to life all the information that I wanted before I moved to New York, which is just a lifestyle side of the Broadway performer that I didn't feel like was being covered yet. Um, and it's it's become more now community based and that was really important to me too because when I first moved to the city um, I think I had a really hard time finding my community within the space and um, especially when you're doing the audition grind and not quite in it Um, and so I really try and help like facilitate events and opportunities for connection where it can sort of bring bridge the gap between the Broadway community and aspiring performers and what that looks like in a way that's like super connected and not just like a stage and an audience situation. And I feel like you've created something that everybody kind of wants to be a part of just in the sense that they're like, I'm fit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm fit for Broadway. All right, friends. We all know we love Broadway. And if you're anything like me, I can only imagine that you also love a great vacation. So why not combine the two and take a Broadway-themed vacation with Playbill? That's right. Playbill Travel has been hosting the biggest fans of Broadway all over the world on incredible week-long cruises that get you up close and personal with the biggest and brightest stars of Broadway. I'm not joking. One night you can hear an amazing and intimate performance by, I don't know, let's say uh, Tony Award winner, an amazing human being, Christine Ebersole. And the next morning, you're going on 
on an incredible excursion through Iceland with her. Check out PlaybillTravel.com to take a look at Playbill's cruise up the Rhone River in France, where guests and Broadway stars had the time of their lives. Playbill Travel has two amazing cruises lined up between now and July of next year, so head to PlaybillTravel.com to book your soon-to-be most favorite vacation ever. What have been, if you had to choose, and I imagine there's a lot of them, but what would you say in in your episodes has been the high point or the moment that you were kind of like, I can't believe this is happening to me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to have to assume that Lin-Manuel Miranda for four hours uh, drinking your box of wine might have been up there. But It was actually a specialty cocktail. Of course, of course, Lin. I mean, uh-huh. he made the thing that made me want to make the thing. And I like right. cried at him about it. And it was, you know, he had this tweet that said, don't wait for someone to make your favorite thing. Make your own favorite thing. Go. And I was like, that's what I did. And now you're sitting here. That's what everybody on this exactly, panel has done. Exactly. And now he was sitting there. So to have him there, of course, and for him to reach out to me, obviously. There have been cast members who will come over and say, you know, you walk into the Richard Rogers Theater and it's here's your dressing room, here's the best pizza place, and here's the podcast. And the first time I heard that, I was like, what podcast? This podcast? Like, I, That's crazy that what I'm doing is being discussed among these people who are in this thing that I love so much. And have they have a lot of the cast members told you that they that they are avid listeners to the Hamlet yes, cast? Yes, it's insane. Like yeah. for, for even for Lynn to say like, oh well, I was listening to your Ian episode, and I'm like, you were doing what? Why? You're like, hold on, let me get the smelling salts. <laughs> yeah, I'm unconscious again. <laughs> yeah, and then to have people not just cast members, but you know, Ian Weinberger is one of my favorite episodes that I've done. He was a two-parter, and he is the associate conductor and okay. um, key, keyboard two in Hamilton. And he, like, there was a keyboard there, and he was playing musical motifs, and we just went down this rabbit hole of insane, crazy things. And it's like, I've been listening to this thing every day since October of 2015, and there are things where I was like, you, I'm sorry, what? What is that? <laughs> like, it's, and the instrumentals had just come out, so. But he was playing it. He was like, yeah, you know, this part, but I was like, this is insane. And from having those kinds of moments, have you learned more about the show than... I will... This podcast can go on forever and ever. There's always something to say. There's always something to talk about. There's always someone to talk to. The, yeah. the onion that is Hamilton is is shocking to me on a daily basis. Yeah. Patrick Hines. Uh, I had a couple... I mean, you know, I, I've gotten to meet so many of my favorite actors and stuff. I will say, like, a, a really transforming moment for me happened when we had Karen Olivo on the podcast uh-huh. uh, maybe a, a year and a half ago. And she had, you know... Tony Winner from West Side Story. Yeah. Olivo. She had left the business, you know, and it had been kind of a thing that she, like, left the business and she, she wrote, like, a manifesto about yep. it. And, yeah. And I, I loved Karen Olivo. I mean, one of my favorite shows that I ever saw when I first moved to New York was Brooklyn the Musical. And I know it's, like, a show that people don't love. I love it. Wait. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaning in with a... Yeah. I'm with you. And I remember her from that. And, I, you know, uh-huh. I saw her and everything. I, I'm a huge fan and I never thought we'd get her on the podcast because she was gone. Mm-hmm. And a friend of a friend connected me when she was coming back to do Tick, Tick, Boom with Lynn and Leslie at, at City Center uh-huh. and she was like, yeah, let's do it. And she was like, I'll meet you at 8 o'clock in the morning. That was the only time she could make it because she had to go to rehearsal all day. And I just was like, I can't, I mean, I'm up that early. I can't believe you're up there. Let's do it. We met at Pearl Studios. And it was probably like maybe our 25th or 30th episode somewhere around there. She got off the elevator and I was <laughs> just so taken by her. And she came and sat down in the room. And I'll, I don't know why this happened for this episode. But the thing that happened that changed everything was we were setting up and getting ready. We were just chatting. And I sat down. And I remember saying to myself for the first time ever, be here for this. Ask her a question and listen to her answer. Don't be thinking ahead. Don't be thinking. Like, 
you've wanted this interview. F- I'm getting chills telling the story. She's mm-hmm. like, I, I, I was, I wanted this interview so badly for so long, and I never thought it would happen. I remember saying to myself, experience this. You get to experience it. It doesn't have to be perfect. Jack yeah. Potnick, you, you know, has this like this thing that he that he teaches about like smashing the need for it to be perfect how that that you know and i and i had that in my brain in that moment like this interview doesn't have to be perfect i want to get to be here and experience this conversation with her and i and it changed everything for me it changed my interview style it changed i think the tone of the podcast it changed the pressure that i put on myself that made me so terrified like the 40 minutes before the actors showed up yeah um because you know i i wasn't a person with a lot of knowledge of theater so i was afraid when laura osnes came that she'd want to talk about rogers and hammerstein and i didn't know a lot about rogers and hammerstein so i was miserable in anticipation you know and so that just changed everything i mean the other the other things you know like i was on a buzzfeed listicle that was like a very cool moment for me tell me about the buzzfeed listicle it was just like it was a it was a top 26 um pop culture podcast to make your commute less Sucky. Yeah. And it was, ours was like, Theater People was the only theater podcast on there. It was like all these podcasts that I love and revere, and Theater People was on it. It was crazy. And then, like, recently, Lynn Manuel Miranda tweeted that he had, like, in all caps, devoured the first season of Broadway Backstory. And, That's like, incredible. thank you yeah. for making it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when somebody like Lynn, who I, you know, I knew Lynn a very, very long time ago before In the Heights even happened, but, you know, he's Lynn. Uh, so for somebody that I respect and admire so much to be a, quote, fan of the thing that I'm doing is, is crazy. It, yeah. it really is amazing. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Jane? A few moments stand out for me. Um, I mean, I, there have been a few people I definitely looked up to, and when I got to meet them, it was super overwhelming. I mean, I remember when I interviewed Sierra Bogus, I mean, she was someone who I looked up to a lot, and also Laura Osses, and then just getting to talk with them, and specifically Sierra, I remember she just was very vulnerable in her interview, and like very transparent about the struggles that she's had with food and her body, and it was like very relatable, and I just felt really excited that like she would want to share that. Isn't that isn't that a marvelous thing when you can break down the the conceptualized star of it all and yeah. we all put our pants on one well, leg at a time? It's just like it makes it relatable. It makes me feel like oh, I'm you know we're similar and like that's you know inspiring and empowering for I think readers. And so um, she is an incredible person. Has like continued to champion Fit for Broadway, and I'm just feel so grateful for that. The other super um, brand was the first time that I met Cynthia Rebo was in a workout. And um, we were partnered in this super tiny workout. Um, there was like 12 people in the workout. Jillian's having a heart attack. I, I ju- that's just her, an her insane story. Sorry, went. continue. I'm, I'm, no, because if you, have you seen I'm just it? trying to get on your level with Len manuel story. <laughs> yeah, but has anybody watched the videos of Cynthia Rebo uh, working yeah, out? She is, she's lifting cars she's, and like flipping tires yeah. and like... So this was climbing to the top of a rope and beating up. Yeah, this was the people. beginning. Um, I mean, it was when she first got to the city, and um, we uh, were going to a workout called Core Rhythm Fitness. And um, Roderick, who runs Core Rhythm Fitness, is a good friend of mine, and he partnered us together. And I was like, okay. And <laughs> so um, we started doing the workout, and like, never have I experienced someone so like supportive and empowering and just like a force of nature and she just you in the whole workout was partnered so it's like us doing the clapping but like in a plank you know and like Uh, (laughs) just different things where you're like uh, were yeah. you asking her questions whilst planking? No, 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 no. This was just. Uh, <laughs> can, I re- just can I request that next time you <laughs> yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I would watch and that. And I'd like um, some video footage of that. Break it down. I plank think style. we should. I think we should. But she's just. I mean, she's continued to be an inspiration for me. And um, like you said, you you see the videos of her working out, and she is. 
incredibly mindful of like how her body affects her as a performer and um she's super inspiring and that is like a moment i'll never forget and i'm always so grateful for <laughs> yeah let's talk about uh, you were saying 90 episodes you said or 90 yes 90 145 something like that some, yeah and, and over 100 i think i mean this is this is bonkers so what's how do you keep the content fresh how do you manage to find a new way to talk about it and keep your your listenership engaged I mean, for me, Patrick. <laughs> like, I guess I'll take this one. Uh, for me, I feel like I, I kind of like rely on the. I, I try to get obsessed with things. I try to get obsessed with things and people. So, like, I'll see. Like, for example, I remember seeing. Um, who was the Carmen Cusack? Bright Star. Bright Star. I saw Bright Star. Super low expectations. Loved, loved, loved it, and became obsessed with it. So then I was like, I gotta talk to Carmen Cusack. I gotta talk to um, Paul, the guy who was the lead. Guy Paul, I think it's Paul. Matilda. Yeah. Matilda. <laughs> and so, like, you know, when I, I get so when I get into the room with them, like, I have a million questions about the show because I loved it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, or, like, uh, you know, I'll start to, like, just track down people. Like, I just interviewed Helena York, who I've been wanting to interview for ever and ever and ever. And I finally got her in a room. And I was just a total freak about getting to be in a room with her. So I find that, like, for me, I haven't had to work hard to keep it fresh because it's, there's always a new show that I'm obsessed with or a new person that I'm obsessed with. And I find that my questions to them or my enthusiasm for their work is always pretty genuine yeah. because I'm just like that. I'm like an obsessor of people and things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's been, that's that's kind of like my thing. With Broadway Backstory, it's kind of like I'm still learning how to make that podcast. Yeah. So like, you know, for the first season, I kind of, it, it was a little bit more straightforward. For the second season, I tried to just find as much audio as I possibly could. So it's like, if I'm talking about somebody winning a Tony Award, if I could find the audio of their Tony Award speech, I used it. If I could find anything that I can to add texture to the narrative is, mm -hmm. is, is something. So I'm still learning how to do that and staying open to learning how to do that. So. Yeah. Like that. Jillian? Well, my, I've really never felt this way about anything before. It's crazy, my love and passion for Hamilton. It's surpri <laughs> I'm surprised by it. And um, But there will always be, like I said, the, it, the show is an onion, and there's always something new to discover, and it's not going anywhere. But it's really the people. There will always be someone to come over, and they are th these actors and and even behind the stage, the sound people and the dressers, they're learning things too. So you can have these conversations with, you know, Brian Terrell Clark, who is now George Washington, how it's so different than Chris Jackson. Chris, please come on the show. You're welcome anytime. <laughs> but just hearing about, you know, because the, the original Broadway cast is so iconic and, and yeah. so to talk to people about like, well, how, what, what's your burr like? How do you get to the point where you're going to kill a guy like yeah. what is your journey to that it's not leslie odom jr's leslie you're welcome anytime <laughs> um, but it's always going to be different in how they approach it and, and the swings in that show and the universal swings and the traveling like i just could go on and on and on and i will yeah <laughs> we recently spoke to, to james monroe i go hard about that very thing and yes. how and, and even how something is different when people are so sonically familiar with that cast album how do you make it your own and he he was like I drop it down. That's what he said. Yeah, he was, he's <laughs> been on the show, too. Yeah, I drop it down. He's like, I just find a way to take it to a base place, and I can do that, and that works, and that makes it, puts my stamp on it. Yeah, and he said that he spoke to David Diggs, who is a good friend of his, mm -hmm. and David was like, just be, don't be David Diggs, just be James Earl Aguilar, because you're awesome. And I was like, yeah. same, David, also, welcome anytime, David. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how many people from that you've mentioned get on uh, get on the show. Well, I, I, I said I, that in very many episodes to Lynn, and 
He told, he told me I sent out the bat signal, so I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. When you wish upon <laughs> a star. Paul Alexander Nolan. That's the guy from Bright there Star. There it is. Yes. Perfect. It'll Nailed happen. It. Jane? Keeping content fresh. So for the first two years, um, I really focused primarily on fitness and health. Yeah. Um, and I was getting to have these amazing conversations uh, with the performers when I was meeting with them. So I'd meet with them. We'd have these amazing conversations. For time's sake, for efficiency, I would then conduct the interview through email. Um, and I always felt like between the conversation and then the email, I lost a little bit. Um, and so that was sort of the prompt for the creation of the podcast. And um, my co-host and co-creator, Cassie Silva, and I really had a clear idea of bringing story in a new way and really um, facilitating a space for the stories that I felt like were getting left out and the just straight questions about fitness and health. Um, and yeah, and through that, I mean, I feel like we're really evolving. Um, it feels like the podcast is kind of like matured fit for Broadway. Um, and my best friend Justin Ramos is doing all the original music for it and so we're really we're really approaching it like a show and really you know we call different segments of it monologues and then there's you know the musical interlude and things like that so it's we're trying to envision it in a way where it's really feels like a musical theater experience um, and we're all obsessed with podcasts um, Cassie Justin and I and you know there's very much like a talk show style which is like what we're doing and then there's a more dramatic style which is kind of what we were going for. Um, and so it's been really fun to explore that and kind of see how the content has shifted. And we, like our tagline is kind of... And it changes over time, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Our tagline is kind of a journey through the heart of Broadway. And so we really want to capture that unique narrative that is uh, more about the person and, and less about the shows, honestly. Um, I'm super interested in Broadway performers <laughs> in their lives. Yeah. <laughs> are you in a show? I know you are. Do you want to add some Broadway flair to your school or community theater production? Well, PlayBuilder lets you build your very own Broadway-quality Playbill program. Each Playbill is fully customizable for your production. Dates, song title, cast names, production credits, artwork, and even advertising. It's a great way to promote your show, raise money for your organization, and create a professional, printable program. Save valuable time with PlayBuilder Express. Select from thousands of pre-populated programs in our database and simply begin to customize your production. Playbill. Visit playbuilder.com to learn how you can create your own playbill today. All right, we're running out of time. Final question for everybody. This is a three parter. Oh, oh wow. Uh, dream guest, mm -hmm. what's your favorite show of all time? And it's a two parter. Oh, okay. Um, dream guest, I'm going to have to say. Oh, man. Uh, well, Hamilton's favorite show. I'll get that out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. I really only... That'd be so weird if she was like, I'm just really into guys and dolls. <laughs> <laughs> if I were Belle... Um, well, I don't... Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to say the, the person other than Lynn who I've really been trying f since the very beginning is Leslie Odom Jr. I would love yeah. to chat with him. Of course, there's, you know, like Renee Elise Goldsberry and Alex Lackamore and a ton of love people. That. But Leslie Odom Jr., when I first started, before I really got into The Onion and what it go what goes into it, he was one of the main people that I really want to speak to. So, Leslie, hey. Okay, you've got an invitation, <laughs> Come on sir. Over. Patrick. I'm struggling with my with my dream guest. I've gotten to have so many people. Um, well, I've already been on the show twice. Julian's so. been on the show many times. So, so have you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And Julian and I do another podcast <laughs> together as well. 
that we recorded uh, this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, oh, you did? <laughs> What's yeah. that podcast? I, I'm not aware of this. It's, it's called a, True Crime Obsessed. It's a true crime podcast, and it's like yeah. the fun. It, Jillian, okay, can I just say quickly? Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take my time to say this. Jillian Pensavalli <laughs> is like the smartest, funniest, most like brilliant person I've ever collaborated Patrick. on anything with. <laughs> she tickles my brain in a way I didn't know could be tickled. She's so smart. We do this podcast called True Crime Obsessed where we watch like a true crime documentary, and then we just talk about it. Like, in a serious way to talk about the case, but then, like, in a funny way to talk about how ridiculous it all is. And Jillian just, like, makes me laugh for an hour, and I love her so much. Well, thank you. I yeah. love you very much. Listeners, well. you can't see this, but he's actually braiding her hair as he <laughs> talks about her right now. Yeah. It's really, it's a good braid, too. It's Thanks. nice and, sm- and smooth. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I just got to interview Victoria Clark for, for um, oh, man. And she, I made her cry by accident. It was, like, a crazy moment, yes. I know. Uh, so I would say I want to have her on my podcast. And then my favorite shows, are I, I have to say three. Tommy, because okay. it was like the thing that made me want to care about the Bar- at all. Um, Catch Me If You Can, because I just love it so much. Norbert. Excellent. And Norbert Leo Butts. And then um, Great Comet. I gotta say, yeah. Great Comet is, is, if it isn't my favorite show, it is without a doubt the most transcending experience mm-hmm. I've ever had seeing a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, I mean, uh, I literally cried unlike on the Unlike anything you've ever seen in your entire uh, just life. Just unlike anything. Sure. Just unlike anything. Such an experience. Yeah. Jane? I'll tail that and say that um, Great Comet, yeah, it, it moved me. Yeah. Um, it was such an incredible show. And then... It was also a show that I had a lot of friends in, and I think that was new to me as well. Um, and that ensemble was something. Oh Those my god! Animal mean, beastie. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and just like when my friends would come on stage, I'd just like be so overwhelmed and start crying, and like it was just an incredible experience. That show is everything for me. Phantom was my first show, and that, and then Dream Guest. Um, so, full disclosure, <laughs> Cynthia Rebo has never been on the blog. Cynthia. So on, this Cynthia. is my shout out to you, girl. Um, <laughs> and and we we saw each other at the Tonys, and we had talked about her coming on the podcast, and like back and forth. And of course, she's like being best friends with Oprah and like busy. <laughs> so like I totally have to like you know know that she's living the craziest schedule ever. Um, but I'm just gonna sit here and like fingers crossed send it out into the universe that like we physically like get her in Do for it. the podcast Keep and then it. also Keep the blog. Talking about it. Um, so that uh, yeah, apparently this is this is the secret. Happen. Yeah. I, I, I say it all the time when I say you're welcome anytime I say it all the time I said Lin-Manuel Miranda I'm going to wake up one day and I'm going to have a notification that says Lin-Manuel t- followed, followed you and Lin-Manuel says I see you at the Hamilcast and Lin-Manuel said I see you at the Hamilcast on Twitter keep talking about it she will come on your show mark my words Cynthia Revo. do it tell her your address <laughs> um, <laughs> just let her know when to show East up East Harlem East Harlem she can get there I'll send you an Uber Cynthia Revo. <laughs> come on come Cynthia. on and Ubers are expensive it's all yours babe Um, she's amazing she is she's unbelievable my friends that's all the time that we have this is so so fun here at the NAV show Um, I'm so inspired by all three of you and I hope that everybody's listening to the Hamilcast and and the theater people and fit for Broadway this is your Broadway buddy Ben Cameron saying have a great show (laughs) yay and then we get a vlog you guys are awesome Thank Thank you. you. If you love what we're doing here at the Broadway cast, and let's be honest, how could you not? Go ahead and make your way over to iTunes. Write us a review. Give us a five-star rating. We'd give you one if we could. Also, go over to YouTube.com backslash the Broadway cast, and you can check out exclusive video footage that you're sure to love. (laughs) 